You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. I want to cover this week's Parsha, Zora Bracha, in the context of a question that I often ask students. I ask them, if you were Moshe Rabbeinu, if you were Moses at the end of your life, would you look back at your career as having been a failure or a success? And this question is not an easy question, because on some level, Moshe was a tremendous success, uh, the only one in the entire <clears throat> Bible who's given a farewell, uh, a true eulogy, in the scriptures, in the Tanakh. And the famous phrase that speaks to this, I'm looking at chapter 34, verse 10 in Sefer Dvarim, the book of Deuteronomy. It says, kam navi od yada'o Adonai panim el panim. That there would never be another prophet like Moshe who knew God face to face. So, on the face of it, no pun intended, Moses was extremely successful, more so than any other Jewish prophet. In other words, as a prophet, he was unsurpassed. And so too, in terms of his legacy, who can compare to Moshe? Truly no one, not just in the context of Judaism, but perhaps in all of human history, right? Granted, Moshe's message is ultimately God's message, but as with any human conduit, it takes on a large part of the character of the conduit itself, or the conduit himself in this case. So was Moshe a success? Well, based on what I just said, it sounds like he was a tremendous success. On the other hand, there's many reasons to say that Moses did not look at himself from that perspective. Um, first and foremost, we know throughout the book of Devarim that Moshe very much wanted to lead the Jewish people into the land of Israel. This was something that God denied him as a result of uh, various sins that he did. It's controversial and discussed exactly what the cause of this was. I mean, on the face of it, uh, Moshe hits a rock when he's not supposed to, but it's actually much more complicated than that. And very likely, you can look in my book or in many other sources from the Barbanel downwards, that the main sin was not that at all, but rather had to do with the scouts. But that's for another time. In any event, Moshe is denied the privilege of coming into the land of Israel. Beyond that, Moshe was tremendously ambitious for the Jewish people, and he did not see his ambitions all realized. Obviously, the entrance into the land of Israel was delayed by 40 years, with new personnel, 
But beyond that, according to the Nitziv, we've mentioned the Nitziv before, Rabbi Naftali Tzvi Yehuda Berlin, of Volozhin, uh, one of the great Jewish thinkers, commentators, and rabbis of the 1800s. Uh, according to him, Moses had a vision that the Jews should be able to live a miraculous life in constant contact with God. Such a life would be obviously full of spiritual blessing, but it would also come at the cost of immediate punishment, something which the rest of the Jewish people decided with their actions as well as with their thoughts that they could not handle. In any case, according to this approach, Moses had a different idea of what would be the proper relationship between God and Israel in his time and going forward. In fact, this is not something that materialized that Moshe had to accommodate himself to. The other thing, looking at this week's parsha, something I write about in this week's uh, Redeeming Relevance series, which you can find at the Jewish Press, on my website, and other places. And in fact, you can find the full version in my book on the book of Devarim, Redeeming Relevance in the book of Deuteronomy, the penultimate chapter about the new order that Moshe was trying to launch. In all of these places, you can find my discussion about the blessing that Moshe gives to the Jewish people, specifically a blessing which is subversive to the blessing that was given earlier to the Jewish people by Yaakov, by Jacob, who invested two of his children with the leadership by way of giving them special blessings. Those two were Yosef and Yehuda, Joseph and Judah. And he gave that to them for obvious reasons, because they'd show themselves to be the leaders of the group. However, come time for Moshe to die, he continues with the idea of Joseph as a leader. And I might add, both he and uh, Yaakov agreed, as would Jewish history, that Joseph was the secondary leader. In the case of Jacob, in the case of Yaakov, the primary leader was Yehuda. But even though that is a blessing that would be fulfilled throughout history, Moses seems to raise an objection, and he takes the blessing away from Yehuda. He gives him a blessing, but he takes that blessing of leadership away from him and transfers it to Levi. He also changes the content radically a blessing that for Yehuda is mostly about power, secular power, meaning the power of might, as well as the ability to use that might. Um, when it comes to the tribe of Levi, Moses changes the nature of the leadership that they're going to exhibit. For Levi, for the tribe of Levi, Moses' own tribe, the main virtues or 
shall we say, the main abilities that he blesses them with have to do with education, with law, with charisma, and with religious leadership, as in ritual leadership. All of these are contained in the replacement that Moshe would like to see take the place of Yehuda. In other words, Moses is presenting a different way of setting up society, one which will not come to fruition. And presumably, Moshe even knew this as he was giving the blessing. So here, too, we have another failure on the face of it. Moses having a great ideal and not living to see that ideal fulfilled, not only not living to see that ideal fulfilled, but in fact creating an ideal that would not be fulfilled, uh, at least not until the messianic future. And so was Moses a success or was he a failure? The answer is, or at least one answer is, that Moses was a great success precisely because he was also a failure. What do I mean by that? That if a person does not present themselves or present others with goals that are highly ambitious and likely beyond what they or others are able to do, ultimately, they won't be presenting themselves or others with a challenge worthy of taking on. The person who does that, the person who does overshoot the mark and seeks lofty goals, will generally not attain those goals, but he will also attain goals which are blessed, which are wonderful, which are good. The best way of attaining that which is good is striving for that which is great. And there can be no greater lesson than that which we can learn from the greatest Jew that ever lived, from Moshe, by setting up these tremendous possibilities of achievement. He challenged the Jewish people and humanity as a whole, to try to do something close to it, something that would be a shadow of his vision. And that shadow is, in fact, something very good. So yes, it was not what Moshe intended, but it was something that was very worthwhile. And my suggestion, as I finish this, Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.